0: So, are you DTFF?
1: Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge.
0: Hey, welcome back to the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Your host, Dustin Lunt, is here, back at it again, along with me, my co-host, my DTFF best buddy, Jacob Trowbridge. (laughs) Jake, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm doing so good now that we have kicked this thing off. It's been brutal. It's been a brutal day of work. Uh, But on the tail end of it, I get to come hang out and talk fantasy football with you. Mm -hmm. So it made the day much improved.
0: That's right. Talking fantasy football always makes the day better, no matter what kind of day you had. So I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm excited for this. We've got a great show we're bringing back. I'm assuming by popular demand. Can we say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. We can say it. It
1: doesn't matter if it's accurate or
0: not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So back by popular demand, we are doing DTFFs, believe it or not, where we'll give you some scenarios, talk about some players. Do we think this is going to happen or is it just not going to happen? Believe it, Is it? or a pipe not? dream. Yeah. Do we believe it or don't we? So that's gonna be the show tonight. Uh it should be a lot of fun. Uh before we get into that though, uh, let's take a couple minutes here, as as we're wont to do from time to time and, and let our homerism come out. But how fucking crazy was that Packers Bengals game? The end of that. Like that was what was there, five missed field goals in the span of like seven minutes <laughs> of game time? Like it was fucking crazy.
1: It was outrageous. The the duel of who could lose the game between Evan McPherson and Mason Crosby had us on the edge of our seats. We were watching the game together and every time, you know, Mason, all reliable for Green Bay, would line up and he'd miss the kick left every single time. Every left. time. And just by a hair and then I felt we like a Vikings fan.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what that feels like. That yeah, sucks. That's-
0: Except we ended up winning the game. Jesus. so it was fine. but uh, <laughs> but it was, it was just brutal. that that just like oh, not having the confidence. Uh, hopefully this is not a sign of things to come for Mason. I know he hit the game winner in the end, uh, which was great to see. but, yeah, that was terrifying on so many levels because one, that game should have, have never gotten game. to overtime. I feel like we should have beat them not handedly, but I feel like we should have beat them. so going to overtime. And winning in that fashion while exhilarating was not exactly how I want to win every single week here. Stressful, man. It's stressful to be put mm-hmm. through that, but also very
1: exciting. And, you know, that is what football's about. Let's be honest. That's it's right. It's about those exciting last second finishes, however they come, even if it's with some ridiculous
0: kicker <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: fails in that manner. Still fun.
0: That's right. That's right. So uh, let's move on. Um, I see what you're drinking there, Jake. Um, we're not sharing a beer this week, or sharing. We make it sound like we split a beer and share. No, uh, <laughs> we, we're not drinking the That'd same be beer this evening. Let's put it that way. Uh, Correct. Just, I think, because we're both busy and somewhat lazy and just thinking around to uh, getting a beer for this week. So we each got our own uh, back to the early COVID days where we didn't want to share anything. So uh, right. I'm drinking uh, Capital Brewery Oktoberfest. Whoop. Can't see anything with my uh, light, but yeah. It's got yeah. that it's
1: intense a... light on yeah. it, that spotlight yeah. action.
0: But yeah, it's just a tasty, solid Oktoberfest that I drink every single year because it's just good. You're Mr.
1: Oktoberfest. Like that mm-hmm. is, if I, when I think of beer, I mean, there, we drink a lot of different beers, obviously, but that is the style that I attribute to you every single time. It's so, so good. Where does the capital rank in your Oktoberfest rankings there? Do you have a, an unofficial ranking for it?
0: It would be in my upper tier if I if I had the tier. It would probably be like my tier two, I guess. Don't tell me, don't ask me what my tier one is. I couldn't tell you. Um, I just know it's not necessarily the best one I've ever had, but it's a very solid, very reliable, very good beer. All right, that's fair. And they're only going to be around for a short while longer here, so I gotta drink them while I can.
1: Yeah, Oktoberfest season really only lasts like a month and a half Mm -hmm. before they start to just fade away. So I appreciate that. I have a backup. As my uh, Oktoberfest is my backup from Founders. But nice. I am leading off with a different Founders, which is their Breakfast out, which I know that you love. I so love it good. as well. It's cold, finally. So I feel like I can have a nice dark beer now. It's nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a nice dark beer this weekend. Uh, we're going to continue to talk beer for a minute. Uh, at, at one of our local taverns, uh, I had a 2019 uh imperial stout that was with vanilla bean oh it was so good so smooth it was and it clocked in at like you know 12.8 percent which was amazing as yeah. well it was so good
1: thick like the dickens i'd bet mm-hmm. at that 12 percent range <laughs> oh yeah it was
0: it was awesome so uh i suppose enough about beers um uh, jake do you want to lead off this next section our beer bet beer bet payout from last week
1: If you're going to allow me the honor, of course I would. Of course (laughs) I would. So as we are wont to do now, we have this weekly beer bet payout. Uh, I am guessing we're going to make one at the end of this episode as well. But chances are good. (laughs) From the end of last week's episode, we went straight up Antonio Gibson versus Alvin Kamara in points per reception. Uh, You were kind enough, I'm going to say, to allow me. To take Alvin Kamara, so mm-hmm. Saints Washington went up against each other, as this uh, this process typically leads us that way. Yep. Antonio Gibson ended up with twenty one point two fantasy points on the day, Pretty saved by an amazing touchdown there. By yes. the way, um, but a very respectable. Yeah, no shame in that. It's just that Alvin Kamara came through with twenty nine point two fantasy points, looking like vintage Alvin Kamara, which is of course what I was hoping for. We made this little wager. Happy to see that be the case.
0: I'm glad you're happy. (laughs) I would, you know what? I would take that bet again. I I was, I think the process was right on it. Uh, but Kamara just ended up coming through for, you know, not, not any reason, but, you know, because it is what Kamara does. He is a very good back. But I liked my process going into this, to that bet last week. So I would take Gibson again. Uh, Figuring the chances for me to winning that would be very good. So uh, Hey, well, maybe we can tack that on to the end of the episode. We'll just, we'll run it back. We'll run the back and see. We'll see. All right. So I do have a shot here to do. Uh, doing something different because I'm all out of Fireball, believe it or not. Okay. I'm actually going to have to like go to the liquor store and buy a bottle of Fireball. You don't One have to do One of my 20. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that to yourself. Well, I don't know if I can continue to do this. So I've got uh, a local uh whiskey uh from old sugar distillery love it uh, they they do like um not your traditional whiskeys and brandies and stuff there they're kind of use uh alternative uh grains and things like that so this is the Queen Jenny and this is uh sorghum whiskey so is that like gum s- it, no well I I I, I don't think know what they it is. use sorghum I don't know it, okay. it's a grain the sorghum is a grain oh, okay. uh that that can be more use. you know I think it gets used a lot in the South in their cooking. as kind of like a like a grits alternative. It's like a cereal grain. Uh, So, yeah. So that's what this. it's made from 100% sorghum from Wisconsin. So it's a total local product. Smells like whiskey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope it tastes a little better than the average whiskey going down.
0: Here's hoping. So, Jake, you are an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Congratulations.
1: Those words warm my heart, as I am sure this whiskey will warm your belly. Yeah, not too bad. (laughs) All right. As a a shot, that that goes down all right for you. Yeah, it's not not something I said
0: I want to do on a regular basis here, um, (laughs) because doing whiskey shots are not my thing. But yeah, I mean,
1: that's not like black velvet or something, you know, it's not like one of those super low grade whiskeys, at least. No, no, no. So. It was very
0: smooth. It went down very smooth. It didn't, you know, it didn't have that burn like your cheap whiskeys do. It was a very smooth whiskey. You can tell it's a well done one. Um, just not something I, I want to shoot. So. <laughs> All right, <fair> <laughs>
1: well, at least old sugar made your experience a little bit better with that. Payoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can divert our attention away from your drinking for a moment as we shift into our favorite segment drunk 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 hammer, drunk drunk, 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 drunk. drunk trade of the week
0: so before you get going jake on that i just i just had a realization uh watching the drunk trade um graphic you made yeah there yeah. was one where where drunk was spelled backwards and i I never i was like i was like what's kernerd i was like the whole time I'm like what the fuck is that i'm like I just realized it was drunk backwards. Been doing the show now for, or we've had the drop for what, almost a year and a half now? I
1: I think so, pretty close. And
0: I finally got it. Finally.
1: (laughs) That's a fun little (laughs) Easter egg in there that you're able to scrounge up on the 99th viewing. So, I mean, that's deep. It's a
0: deep one. Yeah. So, congratulations, Jake.
1: I'm More glad you know. I could. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I could make uh, make your day a little bit with that. <laughs> All right, this week's now this week's drunk trade is a special one, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm calling it the almost drunk trade of the week. Not because the person involved was almost drunk, but because the trade almost happened, but at the last minute did not. So that's what I want. So you were drunk though. This. I was drunk. Spoiler alert, I'm the submitter for this week's episode. I had to get this one in here. Dustin, I already texted you a screenshot of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was yesterday morning, uh, yep. letting you know what I'd gotten here. But I was at my brother's wedding this weekend, having a great time, uh, enjoying that open bar as much as a person reasonably can, uh, while still maintaining you know, certain levels of respectability. And while I was doing so, uh, my other co-host from Ball Blast, one of them, Michelle Majuk, sent me this trade. And the only reason I don't I don't want people to think I'm checking sleeper while I'm at my brother's wedding. But I got a text from her literally saying, accept my trade offer.
0: <laughs> and that seems point, a little
1: pushy. You a forgot little forgot to mention bit. this. Yeah, you you could go into your trades a little bit uh, uh, nicer, I think, in general, just as a a hot tip for listeners there. If it was anybody but Michelle, I I would have just deleted it sight unseen. But in any case, the trade itself, I would have been sending away Debo Samuel. I would have been receiving George Kittle and Carson Wentz. Now, this league, it's a 12-team dynasty league, and it's a super flex tight end premium. so. Carson Wentz, well, in a regular league, one quarterback league, of course, meh. In Superflex, any starting quarterback becomes a valuable piece. And then there's and George he is,
0: He's been a decent QB, two in a Superflex league. Yeah, he's somebody great, that you can smash in
1: there, yeah. get 14 points, and feel okay you know, yep. at the end of the day. So, uh, you know, not to rehash this too much on your end, but you told me. I it looks good on paper, but you wouldn't be able to do it. And I felt the same. Mm-hmm. So why Debo over Kittle and Wentz for you?
0: Yeah, I agree. Looking at it on paper, like it should be a smash except like, oh, yeah, you're getting who is considered one of the top three tight ends in the NFL when healthy. And then Carson Wentz, as you said, in a super flex League, a serviceable number two with QB one week upside to him. I mean, we've seen it before. He hasn't been able to put it all together yet this year in that new offense. But, I mean, you've seen some flashes here and there from him. Uh, But Debo, I mean, one, that's my guy. It's my drinking buddy. I've been on Debo, banging that drum all offseason for him. Uh, And I just love the way that he's being used in the offense right now uh, with the Niners. I mean, he is the number one option. Receiving option in that offense. Uh, Kittle's been hurt. I, what he just went on IR for a few weeks here. I think the short term IR. So right. you're already, and I know we're, we're talking dynasty. So we're not just talking for this year, but um, yeah, I've, I've been kind of souring on both um, Wentz and Kittle uh, as the season has progressed here. Uh, Kittle is always dinged up. He's always injured. And as we've said a hundred times, the best ability is availability. Uh, so if he's going to be on your ir on your bench not scoring points because he's injured that doesn't help you and carson wentz while i was really big on him a couple years ago and i really thought this change of scenery here would really help him and we'd see at least progression over last year and while he is doing better than he did last year no doubt about it last year was a fucking train wreck um i still haven't really seen that upside that You know, I think we all anticipated with the weapons he has on that offense. I know the offensive line has been a little dinged up. He's lost, you know, a couple of his pieces there. Um, The wide receiver group has been a little bit dinged up. He's been dinged up, you know, getting bones removed from his feet. Uh, So it's just, you know, I just, I've been sour on both of them for different reasons. So at this point with the production, um, I would keep Debo.
1: Yeah, so that's what I ended up doing. Now I did try going back to counter with a little something. Uh, tried to figure out what the valuation is uh, on her side for Carson Wentz. Because in trade negotiations, that's really important, right? Like, if, especially in Dynasty, where I might want to be trading for a pick instead of Carson Wentz. Because this is the league where I had Russell Wilson as my only viable starting quarterback option. I am rebuilding. That is official now with Russell mm-hmm. Wilson going out. That's what's happening in that league for right now, for this year. So... George Kittle, I can accept him on, understanding that he's going to be on IR. That's Mm -hmm. no big deal for me. But the bigger issue is, what does Carson Wentz do beyond this year? Is he a starting option beyond this year? How long until he fizzles with George Kittle's health? How long can he stay healthy Mm -hmm. when playing the way that he plays? We talk all the time, and uh, of course, good friend of the show, Edwin Porras, would probably, uh, he'd give me one of these for saying this, but (laughs) I don't believe in injury prone but i believe in players who play hard enough to get injured a lot and that is george kittle so he's only 28 and i'm sure there's good years good games left for him but debo i loved what i had there so i tried to counter to get a a first and george kittle and added on to my side a couple of win now pieces Mm -hmm. not great amazing pieces by any ways but for this year very helpful and chucked on a couple of thirds to try and balance it out. It was a no-go. I I think that means that she did not value Carson Wentz that high either, so it makes sense. Uh, Ultimately, no trade came of this. We might revisit down the road.
0: We'll see. But Mm -hmm. yeah, man, you're going to have to pry Debo from me at this point. He's too good. Yeah, and he's still young. It's only, what, his third year in the league? So, I mean, he's still a very young receiver. And if he's going to continue to be the focal point of, of that offense, and, and uh, you know, as we kind of talked about, or as I talked about um, in our offseason shows here, you know, he gets used close to the line of scrimmage. And they, so he, he gets all that yak, you know, he gets all that yardage after catching the ball, or, or they give him sweeps and run the ball. So, I mean, he's used in a, you know, multitude of ways. And while, you know, Ayuk has been getting more and more involved in the offense as the weeks have gone on, you still haven't seen that production, match that so while he's maybe on the field more uh Debo is still the one that's getting all that that production so as long as as long as that's happening you gotta hang on to Debo
1: that sweet sweet production that nectar of fantasy football Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so
1: I I think uh that means that we are both Debo over George Kittle obviously for dynasty purposes so that would be our rankings I think if it shook out today right
0: yep absolutely So good on you for being rational and declining that trade. It's not
1: always easy. I think I I can thank the DJ at the wedding on that Saturday night because I didn't (laughs) even have time to think about it and process it. And, uh, you know, if it was a lesser DJ, I might have been sitting at a table for a little longer and got the itchy (laughs) fingers. So way to go, DJ. Way to save me.
0: Nice job, DJ. (laughs) All right, Jake, do you want to do a quick read from our ad sponsor before we get into the heart of our episode here?
1: You betcha. This week's episode of DTFF is brought to you by Poor Richard's Farm. They offer 100% grass-fed beef snack sticks. They're a local, they're a Wisconsin family farm, they use all-natural ingredients, and they don't use fillers or artificial preservatives. Look, we've had these, we've talked about these ad nauseum. And we're going to continue to do so because they're that delicious. We've tried all the varieties at this point. Barbecue Hickory, Teriyaki Maple, Tex-Mex Mesquite, and of course the OG original flavor. They're amazing. They use real hardwood chips. The flavor comes through. Right now, listeners can get 5% off their order. if They head on over to poorrichardsfarm.com and use promo code DTFF at checkout. You also get free shipping if you buy three or more packs. That's the obvious way to go. You're going to get halfway through pack one and wonder why you didn't order 20 of these things. So do yourself a favor. Head over to poorrichardsfarm.com. Promo code DTFF.
0: Yeah, I'm actually on their website right now. Going to be ordering more as we speak. Oh, yeah. Because they are delicious. (laughs) So, yes, not only are they a sponsor, but we truly believe in their product. So go support them because they're awesome.
1: Yeah, your game day is going to be much better for it. Trust me. All
0: right, so here we go. Let's get into this, Jake. What do you say? Let's freaking do it, man. All right, so it's time for DTFF's Believe It or Not.
1: Believe it or not, we're walking on air.
0: Don't sing anymore. (laughs) Don't sing anymore. We'll have to pay for it.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. I don't want to get us into trouble with the Believe It or Not people. I don't even know who sings that song, but we would find out via a sternly worded Mm -hmm. letter, I bet. That's right. So, <laughs> oh, Jake, fur in the chat, real quick, wants to say cheers from Germany. Oh, excuse me, Christoph, Christoph, cheers back to you, sir, Gross. in Germany. Gross.
0: Gross, say. Hey,
1: hey, hey. God damn, you're so impressive sometimes, Dustin. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jake, um, curious, you've got the first one on here, or I'll let you go first. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you did yeah. most of the show sheet. I'll I'll give you credit here. Uh, but why don't you lead us off here?
1: Yeah, so we're gonna lay out some scenarios here for what could happen for the rest of season. And it's very it's a very simple concept. Do we agree slash believe it? Or do we not slash not? <laughs> so this first one here, Derek Carr finishes as a top 12 quarterback for fantasy football purposes. Now, a little prelude here. If you recall the first three weeks, Derek Carr looked fantastic. He played Baltimore, he played Pittsburgh, he played Miami. Aside from that last one, did not appear to be gimme defenses coming into the season. He averaged 45 pass attempts and 400 passing yards per game in that first three stretch. 1,200 yards in those first three games. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Last two games, however, against the Chargers, against the Bears, that average pass attempt number dropped to 35 from 45 and 200 yards as opposed to 400 yards. Now, he's had two touchdowns in every single game except for the last one against Chicago, but he's moved down the ranks a little bit. He's quarterback 14 currently. Mm -hmm. So is there hope for him to come back, climb into the top 12?
0: You know, what? if this was... If we were talking about this yesterday in the middle of the day or Sunday, I, I would have went for a definite yes but now with, with this chucky news uh the head coach there's gonna be a lot of turmoil with the team and I know sometimes teams tend to rally around each other and and will you know perform better and and you know kind of have this uh us against the world mentality you know when something like that happens uh I'm not really sure though I mean this really yeah you know, we haven't been able to see how the team performs with their interim head coach yet I mean obviously this was Big news we didn't talk about, but John Gruden resigned as head coach. If you hadn't heard now, uh, just go check it out on Twitter. Um, that's all I'm going to really say about that. But so um, I think he can, though. Um, I think in the end of the day, they their offense is not going to change. Uh, I wouldn't expect it to. Let's put it that way. I mean, you still mm. have Darren Waller, who is a stud tight end. Of uh, course. Brian Edwards, he's looked good in flashes. Um, Hunter Renfro, man, Hunter Renfro—he's having himself solid. a bit
1: of a resurgence. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, and and then when you look at their schedule for the rest of the season, they've got they've got some decent matchups. You know, they've got the Giants coming up. KC will be a shootout. Cincinnati, their defense is improving, but still vulnerable. Washington hasn't been as great as we'd hoped. They got KC two times actually. Indianapolis, uh, and then. The last week is the Chargers, I believe. So, I mean, they've, they've got some some decent matchups here uh, against softer defenses or, like I said, games that should be shootouts or they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. So I think it's very well within the realm of possibility that he finishes as a top-12 quarterback. I'm going to say believe it. You
1: believe it! Dustin, I can believe it, too. The reason I put top-12 there, he's, he's, of course, had a couple of rough games in the past couple weeks. However, the guy has been on fire as an actual quarterback, not just even as a stat aggregator. You know, he's actually been a respectable respectable quarterback, I think. And there's no reason mm-hmm. for them to change what had worked so well in those first three games, mm-hmm. I don't think. And we're not head coaches here. But I don't expect that it would be a massive change with the switch. Of course, there could be some hankiness there that, makes us look foolish down the road but i think for now you're right now i'm gonna smash the believe it option as well on this one so two believe it's for Derek carr finishing as a top 12 quarterback uh did want to pop in here with a question Mm -hmm. from our chat bars in the tuck i love that i don't know what that is but i have to research it and google it now because that's a wonderful phrase left field question of the week my league it's a full ppr Gives points for return yards as well. Should I pick up Jamal Agnew, since he's getting targets now, plus the Jags' D to double up if he gets a return touchdown? So that's an interesting concept there. So Mm -hmm. doubling up with the return game, potentially, with Agnew. And again, what's nice there is it's not all, obviously, the returns. This is not just Devin Hester, although it would still be amazing if you were getting return yards there. He's actually getting the targets. So, what do you think? Is he worth a pickup here? Let's assume it's a a fairly medium bench.
0: No, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, no. Uh, Yeah, while he's getting targets, I mean, it's, I think that's only because uh, DJ Chark, you know, is on IR and, you know, their wide receiver depth is a little, little light. But I mean, Marvin Jones and Levesque Chanel should be getting the bulk of the receptions on that team. Uh, I would expect James Robinson to get a little bit more involved in the passing game too. Although it's Urban Meyer. So who the fuck knows what's going on there? Uh, (laughs) But that, that, that would be my expectation. Yeah. Agnew's going to get, you know, some targets every week. You know, he will be involved because like I said, DJ Chark is out. uh, So there needs to be a number three on that team. Someone that's going to be playing on a regular basis, but I don't expect him to be a big part of that offense. Honestly. Yeah. He might break one. Um, and maybe score a receiving touchdown or two. Um, could he get a return touchdown? Absolutely. Um, but honestly, why do you want to start the, the Jags defense? I,
1: I think that was the bigger question for me <laughs> you know, was, do I want to do so. both? No, absolutely not. And I don't want to do that double up with the Jags defense mm-hmm. there. Uh, now, you know, eight targets last week, though, for Jamal Agnew, but you you raised the perfect point. It's a dearth of options. It shouldn't be. Marvin Jones should be getting those targets. Now, Agnew did run one back for a touchdown week, two, But we have to acknowledge that was an incredibly weird situation. Mm Troy went for a very, very long field goal, and he was able to take that back. So that was a little odd. You're not going to get that every week. If you're dire, though, man, you might have to. I want to throw this follow-up up. up. said, I just put CEH on IR, so he has the free spot has the strangest feeling the Jags will try, in quotes, to use Agnew like ETN. Uh, I don't know about that portion of it. Uh, But I don't know about any portion of it because Urban Meyer is a fucking strange guy, Mm -hmm. man, like you said. (sighs) So I'm ambivalent. I think there has to be a better option out there on waivers that's a little more sturdy for you. Mm -hmm. If you really want to shoot for some upside, I guess in that return league. I, I don't know. I, I've never played in a league that counts those return yards. So you could give it a shot, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're desperate, if you're, if you're looking for the high upside play and, and you have a good feeling about it, just go with your gut. Then um, who am I to say that you're wrong? Uh, but personally, I don't, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, roll the dice that way uh, in fantasy football, unless I'm super, super desperate. Um, if you're desperate and you need a win, then Hey, go for it.
1: Freaking try it, man, because you're gonna be you're gonna be mad at yourself if you don't pick him up and then he returns one next week. And these couple of idiots on the screen told you not to do it. So uh <laughs> yeah, do it, do what makes you happy. One more quick one before we get mm-hmm. into our next, believe it or not. Matt in the chat says, How are you fellas tonight? Got a question. Should I dump Tannehill? He's been so shaky this year. Could pick up Burrow, Kirk, or even Baker, if so. Dustin, what do you think?
0: My gut instinct says no, do not drop him. Um, mm-hmm. While, yes, he's looked shaky, um, he's he's getting his best wide receiver back. A.J. Brown is coming back. Julio will be coming back. Um, yeah, the offense has started pretty rough this season, but I expect that the turnaround that you have to remember, they have another new offensive coordinator this year, so I'm sure there were some tweaks to that offense that just took a little bit of getting used to here. So I, I wouldn't jump, shimp on, jump ship on him quite yet. Uh, we've seen what he's done. He's been super efficient over the last few years. There is no reason that should really change. So I, I would hold out for another couple of weeks here to see if, you know, once he gets his wide receivers back and they kind of get into a rhythm if if things improve. If not, those quarterbacks should still be out there. I mean, it's not like any one of them um, are, are lighting the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I, w- I would hold off for now. Oh,
1: I, I get it. But I am nervous that the change in OC is more detrimental to Tannehill than you are because Arthur Smith was so good at getting those play actions and really ramping up the efficiency there, and now with somebody else, I fear that Tannehill's game has always relied on efficiency, and it's fading this year. I'd be okay dropping him for Burrow. But honestly, Cousins, he's looked so good that I feel I like mean, I always shit on Cousins. Cousins I think is currently
0: that... uh, QB 13.
1: And it's not as if he has an insane slate of defenses he has to go up against either. I'd be OK with either of those two, quite frankly, because I know that the passing volume is going to be there for Burrow. That's why I say automatically, yes, I would drop him for Burrow. And with Kirk, I think he is the efficient Tannehill from last year and the year prior. So mm-hmm. that's why i go with that.
0: All right. So you got uh yes and a no there, Matt. Um, follow your gut. <laughs> All right. Do we want to hop into this next, believe it or not? Yes.
1: Let's do it. Man, let's stick with the quarterbacks. Why don't we? Lamar Jackson, who had a massive game last night on Monday Night Football. If you did not get a chance to watch that, go back and at least watch the highlights, you know, from like the third quarter on, because it was (laughs) incredible. Lamar Jackson outscores Tom Brady the rest of the season. Dustin, do you believe this? or not
0: who I, I my initial gut reaction was like no i don't believe this but i mean when you look at their stats so far for the year i mean they're not that far off in fantasy scoring they're only four points apart on the mm-hmm. season i QB mean the, two, the, the, three the, respectively yep uh where are you looking because i've fantasy got pros I, oh see i'm on fantasy data we're looking at different things anyway tom <gasps> oh, is no. Tom is one and uh, Lamar is three. I mean, they're they're very close right. regardless. Uh, yeah, my initial thought was like, oh no way, Tom's been killing it, but yeah, he's kind of dropped off a little bit these last couple weeks. He does have some tough defenses here uh, for the rest of the season. He's got New Orleans a couple times, Washington. I expect to get better. Philadelphia is not the biggest slouch. Got Buffalo, uh, where Baltimore. You know, they got Cincy. Miami's Miami, Chicago, Pittsburgh defense hasn't been looking great. The Packers, uh, um, Cincy again. So I mean, I, I feel like Baltimore has a little bit better schedule as far as as looking at their their defensive matchups. Um, And you know, I, while I was, while Tom has looked really good and he's thrown fifteen touchdowns to only two interceptions, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Lamar has eight TDs and three INTs. Obviously, he makes it up with the rushing department. He's got over 340 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, they're only averaging 0.7 points per game difference at this point after five weeks, uh, which I would have never expected. That I, I honestly no. wouldn't have. And I know Lamar had this ginormous, huge week this last week, but um, but yeah, um, I, I, I I'm going to say I I believe it. I, I believe it. I'm sticking my I'm doing it. All right. Put that stake
1: in the sand there. Yeah.
0: I just, um, you know, I, I just, we've, we've seen some chinks in the armor with that, uh, Tampa Bay team where, you know, Gronk was out. Um, you know, they've, they've stumbled a little bit where they haven't looked terrible, but I, you know, you just that Lamar upside. I mean, he's got such a safe floor with that rushing where if Tom has a bad game, you can't rely on that rushing to bail him out. Uh, where Lamar, I mean, he can have a very good passing game, but he's always got that rushing uh, upside as well, which which gives him a very safe floor. So that's why I'm going to choose Lamar here.
1: Now I dig that. I I fully dig that. Uh, I think also we came into this off still a little timid about Tom Brady as we always are, mm-hmm. because every year as he gets older, we get more skeptical about him. I but this is the highest year I've ever ranked Tom Brady. Like this is the first time I've had him inside my top ten since, you know, he was in his quote-unquote prime of his youth there. <laughs> but what I do want to point out about Tom Brady, which is insane for this first five games, you called out he hasn't had Gronk for the last couple, so that has been a bit of a hindrance, but he's thrown for at least 40 pass attempts in all but one game. He's had four or more passing touchdowns in three games thus far. Uh One of those where he didn't, he had zero touchdowns though. And that was against New England. And let's be honest, that New England game could have went to one of two extremes. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't be completely shocked that it ended up the way that it did. Right. If Grant comes back, Antonio Brown continues to look like a wide receiver one C on that (laughs) receiving core. It's tough to argue with his weapons. Mm -hmm. And they still don't have a good enough running game where it's going to you know, take away from his past attempts. Lamar's game last night, if that didn't happen, if he has another, you know, an average game from what he'd had previously, which is still good, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I think this is a different conversation. I'm actually going to go not, I think, Brady, unless he falls off a cliff here, which could very which he's well happen.
0: I'm convinced he's a robot. <laughs> I am. He, he, I mean, come on. He he doesn't age. If anything, he's he's, a robot. he's he's doing the uh Benjamin Button thing where he's getting younger as he's getting older here. He looks better than he ever has. I don't uh, know about
1: that. Did you see that picture of him and Tony Dungy, though, where they're staring into the abyss, just Oh yeah. I, that not I don't I don't know that, what that
0: was. That that goes back to my point. He's a robot.
1: Robot. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But yeah, if we don't expect him to fall off, it's tough because yes, he has no rushing mm-hmm. upside except for those lean in, you know, quarterback sneak touchdowns. And that's it. But I still actually think Brady could do it uh, this year. So I think it's going to be too. freaking I mean, close, man. I mean,
0: this one this one is a tough one. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I could honestly go either way. And like I said, my initial gut instinct was to say Brady. Uh, one, because I'm tired of going, you know, just betting against him uh, after all these years. But um, I think, yeah, I'm still going to stick with Lamar, though. But th- this was a good one. This is a tough one.
1: This is a tough one. If you have either of them on your roster, start either of them. Uh, basically, and you're probably going to be fine. So mm-hmm. no big deal. If somehow you have both in the super flex, just get ready to smell that championship ring. Uh, I don't know why I said smell. I could have said a lot of other things, but I went with smell <laughs> there.
0: Let's move
1: on to the next example here. Dustin, believe it or not, let's move to the running backs. Joe mm-hmm. Nixon has more than two top 10 weekly performances all season. I want to call out something here so far. Okay. Now Joe Mixon was dinged up last week. He was working through the ankle injury when we saw him play our Packers. And he didn't do so hot. Okay. I mean, he it was it was fine. He's currently the RB 14 in PPR according to fantasy pros. His weekly finishes, though, week one was RB two, then RB36, RB30, RB twenty three, RB thirty three this past week, where he was playing through that ankle injury. He gets a really, really great matchup this week against the Lions. They're the worst against running backs for giving up fantasy points hypothetically he could get a top 10 finish this week if he's even close to healthy but beyond that do you have faith that he can do it more
0: yes Uh, i mean again going back to their schedule they have a fairly soft defensive schedule uh he's already had one top 10 week uh, he's getting the volume as much as I like the bag on Joe Mixon that, you know, we've made it very clear he's not our favorite running back on this team. But sure. um with that offense, with the volume he's getting, uh, assuming he comes back healthy, which I'm going to assume he'll he'll get right. Uh, yeah, I don't see any reason why he can't get two more out of the next twelve weeks inside the top ten. I, I think that's a pretty easy one. see you say that. <laughs> and I think that's why I put this one on there
1: because, At RB14, and again, with the dinged up week last week, you go, well, I mean, he's basically there anyways. I think his season ranking right now at RB14 is more indicative that running backs as a whole are such a fucking calamity (laughs) that nobody can be consistent whatsoever. And I'm concerned, you said the volume, which he's definitely getting volume overall in terms of overall touches. Mm -hmm. He's 45th in targets at the position for running back. He's amongst the likes of Alec Ingold for targets at the moment. That That's a scary place to live. And if you're banking on the upside, I like to have the receiving work there. That's right. It's honestly hard. Like, I'll give him Detroit if he's healthy. I will give him. I will mm-hmm. see that. It's tough, even with a little bit softer schedule, to see me wanting to, even the to Jets. give him those top tens. Even the Jets. I don't believe that even against the Jets, who have looked a little better, I want to say on their behalf they're uh, a little, I, little better, but I, I still don't even want to give it to him because if he's not getting the targets, it's like if he gets a two touchdown game, sure, it could happen. But scary place to live. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. All right. So we got one. Believe it. And one mm-hmm. might be forced to believe it. <laughs>
0: All right. So we have another uh, question in the chat here. So Daryl Williams or Devonta Booker lost Montgomery to IR and Cook is questionable.
1: Coming in from blue to bear. I love that handle so much. Daryl Williams or Devontae Booker? I'm going to lean Devontae Booker here, uh, supposing, of course, sucks. I love Saquon so much. All I've wanted to see is Saquon Barkley do his thing. It's just not going to happen. I think Devontae Booker is weirdly a safer thing. I think that Jarek McKinnon is more involved with the Chiefs, and I might be Mm -hmm. the only person who believes that. Um, but CEH, you know, he was doing well, but he wasn't getting again targets there yep. either. I don't know that Darryl Williams is going to. So I'd go. Booker. Yeah,
0: what? Well, I, I agree. Well, you know, Darryl Williams could get the bulk of the carries. There's not going to be enough passing work to really make him viable. I don't think so. I'm right there with you. Um, As long as Saquon is out this week, uh, I would go with Devonta Booker. Which, yeah, that at this point, sadly, seems like a foregone
1: conclusion. Probably, I'm so but sick of it. You know what I'm not sick of, though? What's that? Talking about Cordero Patterson. (laughs) Let's do it again. Let's run it back. We talked about him for what felt like half of our show last week. So let's Mm -hmm. make this one quick, though. We do have to talk about him because it's just absurd. But Cordero Patterson, believe it or not, he finishes the season with more fantasy points than any other falcons skill position player. So I'm removing Matt Ryan from the equation here, even though currently he is outscoring Matt Ryan. He is. (laughs) Wild. Uh, Just a quick rundown. Patterson's got 102 fantasy points. Kyle Pitts, 61. Ridley, 59. Mike Davis, his running back compatriot, 57. What do you think, man? Can that hold up?
0: No. I don't believe it. I... I... (laughs) I, I mean, at this point, we should think it could happen because it's been happening for five weeks here. But we finally saw Kyle Pitts get involved. And I know partially that was because Kelvin Ridley was out and Russell Gage was out. But either Kelvin Ridley or Kyle Pitts, probably both of them will end up outscoring him by the end of the season. Kelvin uh, Ridley is just too good of a, of a player to be um, held down as he has been. And I know there's been uh, injured, but I just... I mean, I, I love the story. I, I love what's happening here with with Patterson. I just, I just don't see it sustaining for an entire season at this point. So I'm going to say, not, not,
1: not. <laughs> Such relevant and timely jokes that we make <laughs> on this show. I'm, I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to say not. I, we said last week, start him until he fizzles. He's mm-hmm. not fizzled yet, so keep keep plugging him in there, but I do agree eventually, I think it's going to be one or the other. Ridley or Pitts eventually overtakes mm-hmm. him. I actually don't think it'll be both, but I can almost guess that one for sure will. If I had to pick right now, I actually think Kyle Pitts could be the guy. I'm a little scared for Ridley. That's what I'm it's... hoping
0: for, only because I have more shares of Pitts <laughs> than Ridley. <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, and Ridley could absolutely have a get-right second half of the season. Mm-hmm. But absolutely.
0: It... I mean, we've seen it. I mean, we've seen him yeah. just He's one I don't discount anymore because Mm -hmm. I I didn't think he was quite the real deal, as everyone thought. And he proved me wrong year after year. So I quit uh, betting against him at this point. So if anyone could do it, it could be Ridley. Um, But yeah, I think you're right. It'll be one or the other. I don't know that the offense has quite enough firepower to sustain both of them at a super, super high level like that. But um, yeah, I, I expect Patterson to come crashing back down to earth.
1: Yeah, uh, God, it would be something if he finished as a top five by this end of the season, just for the sheer madness of it. But yeah, not projecting that at all. Talk about freaking madness, man. Smooth transition. Believe it or not, Kadarius Tony emerges as a top 24 wide receiver the rest of season. If you watched him play this past week, you got a treat. He finished as the wide receiver five that week. Despite getting ejected in the fourth quarter, he had 13 targets, 10 receptions, 189 yards and no touchdowns, uh, which that in and of itself is kind of outlandish. No touchdowns with all of those those sweet, sweet yards. Do you think this is feasible? Is he the guy there now?
0: Um, I'm going to say no. Well, I love the output that we saw. I think that's more of a function of there being no other offensive weapons. For Daniel Jones to throw to. I mean, Kenny Kenny Galladay out. Sterling Shepard out. Darius Slayton out. Saquon Barkley out. I mean, yeah, you've got Evan Ingram, but Mm -hmm. I've never been a big loser Kyle Ingram. You know, so Mm. it's just... I think it's just... Yeah, he he was doing what he's supposed to as a rookie. Um, Yeah, he was drafted very high. And he was the only option. So, yeah, they have to throw to someone. So, yes, he saw a big game from him. I think we you know, the Kadarius Tony truthers, uh, finally got to see, you know, the splash that, that they, that they saw on his college tape and mm-hmm. the production that he can have. But do I expect this to continue and have him be a top 24 wide receiver for the rest of the season? No, I don't expect that.
1: Fair. Um, now I, what I do want to say is if Joe judge the coach of the giants is in his right mind, he would cede more work mm-hmm. to Tony and move Galladay over to the side. Galladay has to become a complimentary piece, I think, at of that mm-hmm. offense because he's there's nowhere close to the same level of, of athleticism or being dynamic that Tony has to offer. And if Saquon's out for, I hope, again, hope not, but if he's out for an extended amount of time, Mm-hmm. then you have to get somebody with big play potential more involved. And that is Tony top 24. It's a rough line. I probably could have dropped that down a little bit. I just want to see how much of an overreaction we could get from this last game. Uh, if I move that down to a more reasonable level, let's say, you know, a wide receiver three for the rest of the year. Can you buy top that? 36? Yeah.
0: Maybe. I mean, that that's a little bit mm-hmm. more reasonable. I, I could get on board with that. I guess I I still wouldn't be super confident. I guess. Yeah. I but mean, I, you know, I, you're not going to get a
1: hundred and eighty yard game from him right. likely for the rest of the year. But can he have enough big play potential to rise up? I I mm-hmm. think he could. I think thirty six. I'm comfortable with twenty four. I'm not. Right. But yeah. So okay. not. As well, <laughs> thanks for bringing that back, man. Real, real blast from the past.
0: Yep. Well, uh, I, that's what I'm good for. At least once an episode I bring back a a very old pop culture reference.
1: <laughs> you had up a couple of weeks ago, and now you're killing it with the Borat. So proud of you today. Um or, or, one...
0: or, or you could say Wayne's World
1: as well. It's true. Yeah, you do kill it with the Wayne's world pretty often, actually. I'd say that's maybe your most popular pop culture reference at this point. Do yeah. you think that's fair? Fair enough. We'll have to have an entire show about that at some point uh, in the yeah, off season, good off in the season. non-point <laughs> scoring season. Uh, right. But for now, <laughs> believe it or not, Stefan Diggs retains his top five wide receiver status by the end of the season. It is sad if you drafted Diggs right now. He was going as the wide receiver three in ADP. Oof. He's currently sitting at wide receiver 25 through these first five weeks. Can he get back up into the top five going forward?
0: I think he can. I, I'm going to say, believe it. So right now he is in the top 10 as far as targets on the season, uh, where, where it's been lacking is the completion, uh, his reception percentage. He's down at 58%, which is not good. And he's basically catching one out of every two passes, slightly more than that. So he's just not hitting on, on, on the big plays that we saw last year from Josh Allen. Um, And he's only got one touchdown on the season, too, which doesn't help. I expect that to to, uh, get better and have some uh, uh, more touchdowns on the season. So, um, yeah, I think he can retain his top five wide receiver status.
1: Yeah, I put this in here because I want to call him out as a a trade target for a lot of people right now. Um, If your wide receiver core is iffy um, and you can make a move for him. I would do that in a heartbeat in redraft, especially in dynasty. I mean, in dynasty for sure. If people are bummed by his recent Mm -hmm. performances, you go get him. But even in redraft, I don't expect this to be the case. You called it out. The targets are there. Josh Allen is an incredible quarterback. So I have no issues, no issues at all with this.
0: And then when you look at some of the other names in the, just in the top 12 here, I mean, Mm -hmm. you got Cooper cup, who's been lighting it on fire. He's number one. I At this rate, I'd expect him to stay in the top twelve, but finish number one overall, probably not. Mike Williams, he's number two overall. You got Debo at number five overall. You got Marquise Brown of all people at number six. You know, give him his
1: credit. (laughs) Marquise Brown is doing some damn things, man. He is,
0: he is. But do do you honestly expect him to finish number six overall at the end of the season?
1: No, he could be a fringe wide receiver one.
0: Yeah, he could be. I mean, Jamar Chase is having an unbelievable start to his rookie career. I mean, that could fall off a little bit. I mean, there's there's just a uh, you know, handful of players where it's like, yeah, they're having incredible starts to the season so far. And yes, we're a quarter of the way through the season at five weeks in. But I mean, that the, that that could drop off. Could that all say the same? Absolutely. But I don't expect some of those players to be in the top 12 by the end of the season. Yeah, so that's why that's why I think you know Diggs can can elevate up into that top 5.
1: I agree. And, and just the only thing I'll add on his average depth of target 13 yards. He's getting good quality fantasy targets and eventually that has to level out. It'll translate. Uh, the talent is is plainly too good. So mm-hmm. yep, we both believe it that that'll happen for Stefan Diggs. Now yep. this one's a little <clears throat> We'll see. I got to call. I got to bring him up. Dawson Knox. Oh, absolutely. Holy fucking
0: shit. <laughs> Dawson it's Knox's. time. It's happening.
1: Dawson Knox, let's say, believe it or not, he is a reliable top eight guy. Week to week. I'm talking a little bit of consistency here. That's what I, what I want to get to with this question. His weekly finishes thus far. They've just been building up and up and up. Started off tight end 21, then tight end 12, tight end 9, tight end 2, and tight end four forward so is he reliable for you as a sort of set it and forget it tight end now that's why i put the top eight there
0: right i think so um only for the fact that i mean if you're not drafting one of the top tight ends it's kind of a crapshoot after Mm -hmm. you know your your kelsey and and waller at this point so yeah why not take a guy that has that touchdown upside i mean he's scoring Mm -hmm. a touchdown a week at this at this rate um Will that stay up and will he have 17 touchdowns at the end of the season? Probably not. But you like the fact that he isn't being more involved in the offense this this year, which we had not seen. He's actually healthy. Um, And, you know, talking about Stefan Diggs, maybe that's where some of that production is, you know, kind of shifted over. Um, But I I would still I I, there's worse options out there. I mean, he's been producing so far. So, yeah, I think he could be a top eight guy uh, for the rest of the season on a week to week basis.
1: Yeah, this is this is where we're going to disagree here because I put him in specifically after Stefan Diggs because my thought is, as that touchdown positively regresses, mm-hmm. I hate that phrase, for <laughs> Stefan Diggs, the main person who's going to suffer here I do think is Dawson Knox. Mm-hmm. And 40% plus of his fantasy points have come from the touchdowns so far. I mean, that's probably true for a good chunk of, uh, tight ends, except those tight ends tend to tend to stay further down in the rankings when when that's the case. There, I think as it shifts a little bit more over to him, to Diggs, that is, that it takes mm-hmm. away from Knox. It's tough, man. I I felt like I was a year and a half too early on Dawson Knox because I had him <laughs> in every dynasty league and I cut bait because I'm an idiot. Uh, before this year, I, maybe I'm wrong, and I hope that I am. I hope that Cole Beasley suffers more. Uh, and Dawson Knox gets to retain mm-hmm. his status there, but I just don't know that that's the case. And weekly top eight guy, I know you said it's you know it's kind of a crapshoot, but give me guys like Dalton Schultz over him right now. I, I I think I'd rather have, unfortunately. So I'm gonna say no, but I th- if you have him, just enjoy the boom weeks that he's definitely gonna give you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. All right, one last one, Jake.
1: All right, let's wrap it up with a hometown favorite, Mm -hmm. Big Bobbert Tanyan, bounces back in the second half of the season, believe it
0: or not. Bounces back meaning what? Like, like what what do you mean for bounce back?
1: I left this a little vague uh, because it's hard to assign a, a value to him right now. But let's say that he bounces back to be close to what he was last year. I don't mean a top three guy necessarily, but I mean he gives you enough production to warrant starting him on a routine basis in the second half of the season.
0: So, would you say like we did for Dawson Knox, top eight? Sure, that's fair. Although my expectations were lower, uh, let's let's do top ten for Bob because I think
1: that's more reasonable for him.
0: Oof, I'm I'm gonna say no. Uh, as much as it pains me, um, now that uh, the Packers have Randall Cobb back in the fold. Um, he's been getting more and more involved as he's been learning the offense here uh, uh, throughout these weeks. Devante is just a target machine. Oh, yeah. you, got, you got Aaron Jones doing Aaron Jones things. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Big Bob last year, that was kind of an outlier season. While his catch percentage is still outstanding right now, uh, you know, and, he, and he's I think he's got a couple touchdowns. It's unfortunate I got to scroll so far down here on the list to find him. So <laughs> uh, he's only got one touchdown on the season where that's right. where he made a lot of his hay last year was he had an insane number of touchdowns uh, on very few yards. So, um, and we're, and we're seeing that now he's not getting those touchdowns. Cause I think, like I said, Randall Cobb is being more involved. Aaron Jones, Devante. I mean, Rogers is going to go to the guys he loves and trusts. Um, uh, now that he's got Randall Cobb back as, as his binky, um, You know, that that's adversely affecting uh, Big Bob. So, no, I don't see him bouncing back the second half of the season, even to be. I mean, could he finish top 10? Yes, but I don't expect it.
1: Oh, that makes me sad. Uh, That makes me so sad. My hope here is actually similar points that you made about Dawson Knox is why I think that, you know, that's why I'm hesitant about Knox. because So much of his comes on touchdowns. Fair enough. What I'm hoping for with Bob, and it's just it's just a hope, is that. You know, the Packers have had this makeshift offensive line now, of course, with Bakhtiari being out and then um, Elton Jenkins being out that he's been forced into a blocking role a lot more. I Mm -hmm. hope is when those guys finally come back, which please let it be soon within the next, you know, three or so weeks. Let those guys come back and let him be freed up because Rodgers did love him last year. I think Mm -hmm. he had like the highest QBR of any receiving option targeted in the NFL last year, something crazy like that. I don't think Rodgers forgets that. That's right. what I'm hanging my hat on for right now. I mean, he's free to drop and redraft, of course don't hold yes. him, but you know, if you got him in dynasty, I think you can expect better days.
0: Okay. Well, let's move on then. And is there any other players you want to touch, touch on real quickly here that about does it for tonight? I don't want to touch a single another player except for our starts of the week. Alright, so starts of the week. Um, I'll go first here since you're drinking beer. Um, I have got Jacoby Myers versus the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I know I know Diggs has been a ball hawk there for that Dallas defense uh all season long. Is he gonna be on Jacoby Myers, though? Or is he gonna be on Nelson Aguilar? I mean, it's tough to say who who he's gonna be, you know, shadowing or who he's gonna be going up against, uh, but I do like the the opportunity there. And I think it's going to be the Jacoby Myers breakout week where he gets his touchdown finally. And, and yeah, so, so startup Jacoby, I mean, he's been so involved with that offense. The only thing that's been holding him back is that lack of touchdown production. Uh, and that's got to change eventually. So I think this is the week uh, he's been getting the targets. It seems like him and Mac Jones have a pretty good uh, thing going so far. He's kind of emerging as that number one option on that offense. Um, uh, hmm for Mac Jones, so that's why I have him for my start of the week this week.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. Jacoby is... uh... Dare I say he's like a top 20 guy for me this week for receivers? I, I love it. I love this start of the week so much that it makes me hate mine a little bit more. Oh. <laughs> and It's pretty obvious, honestly. I, look, this was a this was a hard show sheet to put together. I just went. I took it easy on myself <laughs> with this. I'm going James Robinson versus the Dolphins. Dolphins are uh, they're Dolphinsins. The Dolphinsins, <laughs> boy, I tell you, don't live next to those Dolphinsins. Uh, they're up all night. No, the Dolphins are terrible against the rushing game. They just are. They're second worst uh, for fantasy points, uh, which is actually second best for you if you're starting the running back against them. And even though Urban Meyer did Urban Meyer dumb shit last week and he brought in Carlos Hyde for these weird packages that ended up totally burning them, Robinson himself was the clear, 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 clear workhorse. Uh, and that was never more evident than last week. So if you're weirded out by Urban Meyer, I get it. But don't be for James Robinson this week. He's like uh, an easy top six running back this week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind that. Uh, I think that's going to be a good play. Uh, he should be plenty well involved in that offense. So, uh, yeah, I like that. Woo! Woo! Do we dare?
1: Do we dare wrap this episode up? With another beer bet, Dustin.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, Jake, this one's provided by you uh, since we do alternate week to week here. So why don't you let the folks know out there, uh, know what the bet is, and I will decide which side I want.
1: Perfect. So we got a quarterback duel on the uh, horizon here. Talked about Lamar Jackson earlier in the episode. We've got his Baltimore Ravens going against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. So what I want to know, Dustin, Lamar Jackson versus Justin Herbert. Total. That was a good burp. And it came at the <laughs> That perfect was nice. Time. Total. I can't even replicate it now. Damn, that was so good. <laughs> total fantasy points. Lamar or Justin? Who you got?
0: Ooh, we're going to go total points. Mm-hmm. No yardage bullshit from me this right. week. No, I, I am going to say Herbert.
1: Herbert against the Ravens. Yep. I guess that means I'll have to take the guy who put up 400 passing yards this past week and hope that he can do it again. Let's lock it in. You've got the Herbster. Yep. I've got the the L-Jacks. Uh and we're going to hope that you wind up in the same predicament that you were in at the start of our show. I hope having
0: having I don't want to go uh <laughs> 0 and 3 to start these for the season. So, uh that that would be pretty bad. So, um uh, yeah, here's hoping I win just cuz I want to see you take a shot for once, but yeah, if not, it makes for an interesting night. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I feel left out at this point. That's well, okay. you could always join me. You know, you don't have to just sit and watch. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> all right. Any, any last words here, Jake, before we uh, sign off? No, sir. Nope. All right. So this is your weekly reminder, folks. Uh, if you're listening before your waivers have run, uh, make sure you're checking your waiver wire for drop players. You never know who's going to be dropped out there, uh, especially with all these injuries happening. If you can afford to pick up a player that's injured, that's only going to be out for a few weeks, pick them up. Hold on to him. Like George Kittle. If someone's like, I can't afford to have George Kittle sit on my bench for three weeks, four weeks, whatever he's going to be out, pick him up. Pick him up. Yeah. If that's you got the bench, to go for it. it. Uh, yeah. And then also we're finally starting bye weeks here. So please, please, please folks, Take out players that are on the Falcons, the Saints, the Jets, or the Niners, because you're not going to get any points from them sitting on your roster this week. So you will be sad. Yes, you will be very sad. So, yeah, uh, make sure you're checking uh, your bye weeks and and taking those players out, especially with the Thursday night night game coming up here very quickly. And that'll do it for tonight's show, folks. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, thank you to everybody tuning in and uh, watching us on the live stream here and commenting on the chat. And if you audio files out there listening to this after the fact, if you're like, hey, I like that they interact with us. Come join us every Tuesday. We're here. We're doing it. We're live. You can interact with us live. You throw questions out there. We'll answer them on the show live for you. So uh, check us out on YouTube. Uh, we have our YouTube channel out there uh, where you can catch all of our episodes and. And some extra bits, and by some the extra way, bits. we have yeah, like some Jake... extra
1: bits out there. We have like random videos. We have actually useful videos, too,
0: but we have some pretty fun pretty stuff because we, we don't like to take ourselves too, too seriously here. And it's supposed to be fun.
1: That's right.
0: That's right. So, yeah, go do that. Give us a rate and review. on. Whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, um, give us a subscribe. Yeah, give us a
1: damn review, you guys. If you send us a screenshot of the reviews, I think I put this out there a couple of weeks back. Send us a screenshot of the review you leave us. I will do a personalized trash talk video for you to one of your league mates in the celebrity voice of your choosing. Just leave us the review. Send it off to us at Drinking Fantasy or to either of us on Twitter.
0: Well, you can do it for either of us. I will not be doing celebrity impersonations. Uh, I will forward I think those on the Jake. No, I you I'm no, I'm no good at that. That that's your thing. I don't want to steal your that. thunder, really. You don't know that
1: yet. You I don't. I don't
0: want. I don't want to step on your cloud. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, go out and give us a rate and review, please. Uh, give us a subscribe on YouTube. Click a little bell. You'll be alerted every time that we go live, which is what you really want because let's be honest, the live show is the best show. Um, find us. All over the social medias. You can find Jake at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter, doing his thing, all his impersonations, all the fun stuff out there, and lots of good fantasy football content. Let's be honest. Uh, You can find me at FF Dusty Dog. I'm kind of doing a thing out there. Uh, But if you do a DM me or hit me up uh, or tag me, I will answer any uh, questions you have. And then you can find the podcast show at Drinking Fantasy, where we will answer any of your start, sweat, sit questions any trade questions we're there for you we have the answers um and until next week folks keep drinking and talking fantasy football cheers at peppers